I think Shiver said he was going to pay me in cats. Hello, everyone. <laughs> well, Shiver doesn't have a cat. Shiver doesn't have a cat. Hey, everyone. Like a cat. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Budget Edition. We should be live. Uh, I'm going to wait and see if there's any catastrophic failures. Um, sound works. Catastrophic failures. Yes, <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> um, okay, we should be live. Hello, welcome to uh, Inside the Verse Budget Edition number four. My name is David. I am a procedurally generated pile of logs. Beside me is Mr. Shiver Bathory, a procedurally generated antelope's nest. Below him is Nakara, a procedurally generated, fully automated, sometimes animated, often celebrated, integrated, half-ton uh, barrel of trout. Um, beside him is Nitro Typat, our guest, who is a procedurally generated, procedurally generated, procedurally generated, procedural generation system. Yes. In case you can't tell, today's intro has a theme. Theme. What is it? Each of those intros started with a B. That's interesting. Yes. Yes, it is. I'll take I'm like for it. Does this mean we get honey at the end of the stream? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. So, how's everyone today? I'm doing alright. Yeah? Uh, pretty, good, pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, very procedurally generated. Procedurally generated candidate. I need more liquor to be doing this. I apologize. Uh, so let's uh, yeah, work on that. Eh? We're going to be talking about a few things today. Um, we should probably start with some Star Citizen news because this was actually a pretty good week in Star Citizen. Uh, why? Well, two point five hit the PTU for everyone, which was good, and people mm -hmm. have been trying it and. Apparently, apparently, according to Sunjammer over on INN, there are more frames now. I have not <gasps> tested yet myself, but oh, apparently, yeah, apparently there are more frames. Just, just to clarify that they're still limiting you to 30 FPS max on Crusader. He was just getting more than nine. Yes. Oh, I wonder if I Which get more than. Notice? I wonder if I get more than 15 now. That's that's the hope. There are apparently more frames, which is good news. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about this week's Around the Verse, because, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, behind the scenes this week was NPCs, and, uh, does anyone else really like Tony Zervek? Me? I do. He's amazing. Um, he's, well, I'm going to say he's one of the fundamental parts of this entire yes. deal. Oh, yeah. Um, there's like three or four people and he's one of them. Yeah, and at the same time Reverse the Verse was, he was on Reverse the Verse and I tried to transcribe him and oh my god. The I man... The man's passion. I love his passion. I just wish he'd slow down a tiny bit in talking because he talks like a machine gun. Yeah. It's just like yeah, he's got a lot when he when he's talking, he's got a lot to say. Well, the problem mm -hmm. is, it's all interesting. Every single word mm -hmm. that comes out of his mouth is like, oh, um, 
I'm not sure how many people remember this, but before INN started, just shortly before, um, there was a, a holiday live stream, so it was the 2014 one. Um, and he had this segment where he talked for about 20 minutes straight. Um, it was a four and a half hour live stream, and that 20 minute segment took me like a day and a half. <laughs> yep. It was, took me forever. Anyway, so he, uh, he talked a bit, he and you know, the Around the Verse talked a bit about NPCs this week and when we're going to be getting NPCs, which is in 2.7, which is later this year. First wave of... Yes. Yeah. What a... Can I, can I air a little bit of concern about this? Yes, that's what I want to hear. Um, he said late 2016. Yeah. Now, my issue with that is I was, I've always been kind of hoping that they would put it on at least Evocati in October so that they could get it out by the end of the year because it's going to require a massive amount of, uh, of playtesting because it's just such a huge patch. Um, I'm kind of hoping they don't end up on Evocati in December. You know what I, I mean? Yes, I agree. Um, um, that would suck. Part of me wonders... Uh, so... What if it releases at, like, you know, goes live to everyone during their December thing, which they do every year, even though we all know that they should not do it. But they do it every time, right? Could it be because... Like, maybe Squadron 42 will come out before then, and they're not going to want to overrun Squadron with 2.7? Um, maybe, but uh, honestly, I'm sort of at the point now where I, I kind of don't think Squadron's going to be before the end of the year. I don't think it's far out, but I'm wondering, put it that way. It might be on, like, a very early PTU release in December-ish, like, end of December. Uh, Squadron 42 won't go to Alpha or Beta. Oh, really? It'll go... It, it's, they've already said it's... It's going being, live it's, directly. It's only going to be released in a final game um, setting, so it needs to be completely done. Yeah. Um, wow. So, you know, there can't be any movement bugs, there can't be any flying bugs, there can't be any dialogue bugs, you know. You see where I'm going here. Um, so I think that they, I think just for the sake of it being polished, I think we might end up seeing it sometime early next year. Mm. Now, they did plan, talk about, you know, uh, the first wave NPCs aren't going to talk a lot, but eventually they want to have NPCs have dynamic schedules. So during the day, they're filled with shoppers. During the night, they're filled with entertainers, yada, yada, yada. Uh, does that sound kind of like... Um, like Elder Scrolls, what Elder Scrolls has tried and kind of failed to do every single time? Yes. Um, it's exactly what they've tried and failed to do. The question is whether Tony Zervek can design a better AI system <laughs> than, 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 than Bethesda can. Or Bethesda, however you say it. Bethesda. Um, it is... It's one of those things... It sounds really good. A lot of like like a lot of things in games, it it all comes down to execution. Um, the idea is spectacular, and I'm actually really excited to see what he can do because his idea for the AI is incredible. It really is. 
um, the the whole thing with well, basically, his idea is to make the universe come to life by using NPCs at, to make them have their own lives in the game. Um, yeah. yeah. It should be a little bit more fluid than the Elder Scrolls series, um, Morrowind onwards, where, it, you know, it gets to five o'clock. All the shops shut, everyone comes out, everyone goes to bed, march, 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 <laughs> in some weird synchronization. But it this, the way that... Um, Foundry 42 Germany was saying that they're constructing it is rather than just uh, NPC has task A to do to do it just go there this is more like you need to accomplish this task if this happens on the way you can do this or this then you can do this or this then you can do this or this mm -hmm. which is a very interesting way to do it I think that it needs to be done that way because the problem with the Elder Scrolls is that it very quickly be becomes not believable anymore because the NPCs are always doing the same thing in the same order every day. Um, you know what, what uh, game does it really well and what game actually I felt had a, a living world was um, Witcher 3. Um, oh yeah. That, wor that world feels alive. There's tons of NPCs. They're all doing various different tasks in the fields and stuff um, or in the city there's all sorts of different uh, different people from you know the harlots on the street to the uh, to bartenders and patrons and a million other things um, that world feel, feels alive to me and it was probably the first one that truly did so I think that they should take some cues from CD Projekt Red so what I, like, I don't want to know what to each of you you think uh, like what makes you think that um, NPCs are more alive than like what what to you would make the NPCs seem alive what do CIG have to get across with Stop their trying NPCs? to walk through a wall or you know stupid little things like that which still happen to this day and to, to be fair like even in Witcher 3, it has some pretty noticeable AI bugs, but it still wasn't enough to diminish that feeling, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I think, that the, I think honestly, the thing that, that does it is the variety of tasks. They need to... So, for example, if you, have a, if you have an NPC who's a pirate, right? I don't want them to go to the same place every day and attack the same ships. Right. You know? Um, I want them to be a pirate. I want them to go and hunt for mm -hmm. cargo ships, not in the same place. Um, just uh, targets of opportunity. And I don't want them to behave the exact same way in combat. I want them to be able to react to what's happening. Um, that's sort of my definition. Just variety of behaviors. What do you think, Nigel? Um, what do you guys think? I, I, I think that like their conversations need to be like very contextual. Um, like, you know, they, they can't really talk about anything at any point in time. They, like, you kind of got to catch them at the right time. Like, I mean, if, if they have you go do a mission or whatever, then you can come back and be like, oh, hey, while you're doing that, I did the mission for you. But it shouldn't be like, oh, well, I mean, I can't really think of a very good example, but, you know, a lot of NPCs, you know, no matter what time of day uh, you go and talk to them, they always have the same conversation options and mm -hmm. I really think that if the options were different depending on what they were doing at the, t at the time it'd be really nice and it, like, it would be 
less you, repetitive. You do a mission for someone, and then you walk into their house late at night, and they're asleep, and you wake them up, and you... And they're like, dude, what are you doing in my house? Instead of, oh, nice, exactly. you did that mission for me. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. And it, it's something, you know, it's, it's the next level for AI, and I think that... Um, I think that they can get there. Um, they have the resources. And... They've, then they have the commitment to doing it, you know, they want to have this, like, 20 million or whatever AI in the universe. Which is insane. Yes. Now, they also... I mean, it's, not like, it's not like 500 or 1,000. No. 20 million. They, they also <laughs> talked a tiny bit about crew AI and crew members, which aren't going to come in 2016. But you will be able to hire crew members kind of like Pokemon? Kind of. Um, Gotta collect them all. They well, um, go they, out with a net, catch them, and yes. drag them back to your and ship. throw balls at them. Yeah. <laughs> what you do with them when they're on your ship is your own business. <laughs> you throw balls at them. Um, they, uh, no, actually, I, I like the idea with the with the crew NPC. Um, it's, uh, it is kind of... It, it's an interesting way that they're turning it into a management game where you will need to manage your crew, and I think that that's really... Uh, and develop them. And that you can... You have to go to different places to find the best crew. Um, have any of you three played idea. Star Trek Online since they introduced their... I think they called it... Officer... Duty Officer System. No. Um, I played that it once. I played it in a couple times a long time ago. That was quite interesting. I mean, you. it was basically you had a set of cards which represented officers and you sent them off on assignments and they came back it was um a little bit kind of like Fallout 4's self-settler system where you could send people off to do stuff but less visual hopefully Star System will be like a next step above that because you'll be seeing your crew respond to things and actually feel alive rather than just 24-7 your crew is just standing there not saying anything until spoken to which is a bit <laughs> weird um, that's an that's an important aspect for them too. Is they need to make sure that it, with the NPC crew, they need to adapt to their surroundings. So if they're in a ship, they should go to their bed and lay down and go to sleep. Um, if there's nothing happening, um, you know, like I, you don't don't want them to just sit there at their station all the time yeah. because it doesn't make them feel real. Um, and I think their biggest their most difficult task is going to be getting the AI to be able to do the pilot job without driving the player insane. Mm -hmm. Like, like having the pilot actually, um, having a pilot NPC that's good enough that they actually do what you want them to do, um, rather than just being annoying and and messing up your mission. You know what I mean? Now, normally I don't take questions until the second half of the show, but this is the next thing I wanted to talk about the NPC anyway. So Zeus and Oxius said, can you give us your opinion on CIG not letting you assign NPCs to run your ships unless you are on board or they're escorting you? I know a lot of people with a lot of ships who plan to send uh, them, you know, them out to get profits and bring in profits and apparently they're rather upset right now. They've never committed to it. Nope. And they always yeah. they they always sounded pretty dubious about it because it can create severe imbalances in gameplay. The only thing yeah. um, to the old wingman's hangar, uh, oh, I can't remember the dude's name now. I'm I'm 
I apologise so much. Uh, not Wingman himself, um, the dude who was helping him out, Rob something. He was would always specifically saying, "We don't want you earning money when you're not even yeah. in the game." Yeah. Right. So even I don't know why it's a shock. <laughs> they even like really they've often said if you're not present, they're pretty dubious about letting you um, letting you. Uh, um, have your ships doing things um, they were talking about possibly allowing them to accompany you um, so you know you might be flying the Starfarer and you might have three of your Hornets with your hired pilots helping you that's all they've they're gonna... ever talked about that's all they've ever talked about yeah and I don't know where they're going to land on that I, I assume they may just be no, at, at a I, no because they want I the players to I think they're still going to gonna support ships. that like you'll be able to hire people to guard you if you're a transport ship you will be able to hire people to guard you but it's not even necessarily going to be your npcs in your ships you're going to be hiring people to guard you so it's like it's a different set of npcs right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you will be able to hire guards but you won't be able to you know have 400 hulls and send them all out it's i think that turns it too much into eve yeah and because you can essentially just like sit in your office while a bunch of ships go out and do stuff for you and then you're like cool npcs thanks go do this now yeah whereas this way it's like oh i have to go out and i have to supervise them and I, and i know most people don't pay attention to all the things cig say but there are many many places that you can ask these questions and they've said it before that they do not want it feeling like a spreadsheet they don't want it feeling like eve and you can ask them in reverse the verse you can ask us you can ask any number of people so any of the people that have tons of ships and this was their plan and they never asked anyone can i do this in game i think that's their own fault Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys, but... Honestly, your fleet of ships is to allow you different options. Your fleet of ships is to support the game. Well, it is, but, you know, its personal value to you in the game will be as a bunch of different options and different things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad they've basically said that that will not happen, because I don't think it would have been balanced. And I actually like the way he approached it because he also said that it, it takes their focus off of their primary game design because it's actually not an easy thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. And it just isn't... Um, it changes what the game is and they just aren't interested. Well, and the thing he was saying was he doesn't want the game to be a roll of the dice. Mm -hmm. And if you're just sending your crewmen off and it's this is a three danger out of ten and you're rolling the dice and it's like well it was a three danger how come he failed oh he rolled bad like it's just it's not fun there's no well and part of the problem with that is that they've already said that they want a game that is based on skill <laughs> there is no skill involved there yep and you know um, what sorry i i say it's not fun i actually enjoy that too there are some games that i love doing that in but that is not what Star Citizen is supposed to be about. If you want to do that kind of management of, of you know, a fleet, there are other games for you. Star Citizen is not the one. I particularly okay. recommend X3 Terran Conflict. Yeah? Oh, dude, that's my favorite game. It's really, it's really old, but it is literally that. So, uh, I want to move on to talk a bit about procedural stuff 
Um, but Nakara, did you have some kind of news you wanted to talk about? So, um, I was struggling for a topic for my edutainment section this week, and uh, David here came to me and mentioned that maybe we could talk about exoplanets. Um, specifically, what kind of planets exist, um, and... I was going to take it one direction, and then something happened today that made me take an entirely different direction. Um, this isn't going to be a long segment, but I want to talk about something that has happened. Um, for, for those of you wondering, we are now into the edutainment portion. Yes. Edutainment. Um, it was announced yesterday. It's an This was an announcement of an announcement. Um, however... Um, Many people know, but some don't, that the closest star to our own star is actually a bi is um, is a binary. It's Alpha Centauri and Proxima Centauri. Um, they're four light years away, uh, the closest stars to Earth. Um, the European Southern Observatory is going to be announcing at the end of August that they have found an Earth-like planet at in the green zone of Proxima Centauri. Um, which means that the closest star to our our solar system has a planet that's likely to support life. Lizard life. Um, the coolest part of, of that is that it's something we could legitimately actually explore in another, uh, in another star system in the relatively near future. Um, relatively near being like several hundred years. Well, it's an interesting side note. There's a there's an effort currently under underway called Operation Starshot, mm. um, that is headed by Stephen Hawking, and um, it is going to be an effort in about twenty years to send a fleet of tiny probes to Alpha Centauri and Proxima Centauri. Um, Using solar sails. Yes, huge solar sails and lasers from the ground, which yep. will actually power them. Yep. Um, they That's think cool. they can. They actually think they can get them up to almost forty percent of the speed of light. Shoot um. giant lasers at a swarm of little tiny. Ah. Yep. Yeah. And the the actual spacecraft will be about the size of a cell phone, and will have similar similar capabilities to a cell phone. So it'll have a camera, and it'll have a processor, and communications, and all that. Um, and they're gonna send a ton of them, probably a dozen and uh, basically hope that some of them get there. But they'll be able to send them pretty quickly. Um, so they would be able to get there in under 20 years. So there's a chance we might actually get some kind of a look at that star system within our lifetimes. So, so we might actually know cool. if there's life on another planet within our lives. It's So let me get this straight. Possible. They're going to blast a load of phones out of planet. Yep. And they're going to hope that the first call that they pick up isn't going to be like, you know, I'm ringing up about your long distance service. Are you satisfied with it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shiver. Um, and yeah, our, our holiday asks, you're saying in 40 or so years we might see the first discovery of life. It is possible, yes. Um, Operation Starshot isn't just an, uh, a complete speculation. It actually has $100 million behind it. Um, they actually uh, did a test of the, the precursor to it uh, they tested their solar sail last year, I think. The, the um, yeah, the light, light sail has tested uh, yep. solar sails. And uh, there's a Japanese spacecraft as well that tested solar sails successfully. Yep. They work well. Um, 
Tilu asks how long would information take? Information actually travels at the speed of light, so it would take four years to get here from there. Yeah. Um, which is why which... it's so exciting that it's this is the closest star. Like it's this is as close as it gets. Because we've found other Earth-like planets, but they're far away, and yeah. we can't even reasonably fathom to get there. This one's right on our doorstep. Now, and... with this announcement it's... that there's a planet, a potentially viable life planet, do you think they'll get more funding for this? I think that it will... I personally think if they can confirm it, um, and especially if... Uh, so, the, Yes, I think so. Specifically because in, in 2018, the James Webb Space Telescope is being launched. It is yep. the successor to Hubble and by far the best space telescope ever constructed. Um, it will be able Fun to take fact. a pic. It will actually be able to take a picture of this planet. Fun fact: so, I actually yeah. got to visit the uh, the place where the James Webb Telescope was being built, and I got to see the room that it was being built in. That's so cool. I know. I have a T-shirt with it on there that I bought from there. It was pretty cool. God, that's awesome. Um, the perks of being an engineering student. It's a it's kind of an amazing thing to to talk about, but we the James Webb will actually be able to directly image planets up to twenty five light years away. So this planet it should be able to actually take a decent image of, um, and we actually should get good information about it. Uh, I think that you could see a huge upswell in support. Um, we live in exciting times. We do, and you know. It's, uh, I, I was going to take this in a totally different direction and explain how we can detect planets or other stars, but this announcement was sort of, um, it's huge. It's, um, I don't think it's getting as much play as it probably should. The actual formal announcement will probably get more play, but basically, you know, there's a planet that's about the same size as Earth in the habitable zone of the closest star to Earth. You know, that's, it's a, that's huge. It's a big that's um yeah it is. It <laughs> yeah is, it's enormous news and the thing is it was kind of confusing because for a long time you know we had found we found almost 3500 confirmed exoplanets around other stars but never one around proximar alpha centauri and it's the closest one and a lot i i personally was kind of wondering i'm like well if we haven't found it is it is there anything even there um so the fact that there is, is huge. It, it actually gives us a target. It gives us an interstellar target for the first time. So I think the propulsion research will see a huge boost because we need to figure out a way to get there. Yeah. That's... Um, and I think I'm going to wrap it up there because we have tons of Star Citizen stuff to talk about. So. <laughs> well, well, whatever happened to uh, ion engines? Um, they still... They're, they're actually in, in active use. Um, NASA loves them. Um, right. Because they you can constantly thrust with them. Mm -hmm. um, and Shiver, I know you're just having a hard time <laughs> restraining yourself there. But... <laughs> yeah, contain um, your excitement though, Shiver. I'm not an ion engine. I'm alright. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, they really like them, but they don't provide a lot of thrust. So getting places quickly isn't their... Their deal, their deal is, they can go faster on long, on really really long distance missions, and they also have the ability to break orbit, whereas we haven't had that 
capability before. We actually so the recently had the first ship that broke orbit and went to another, didn't we? What, yeah. What, yeah. So that was that was the NASA's Dawn spacecraft, and it uh, it orbited Vesta, which is a very large asteroid, and then it broke orbit from Vesta and visited Ceres, which is where it has stayed. Um, and it actually would be capable of breaking orbit from Ceres and going somewhere else, but Ceres is so interesting that they're so going to leave So interesting. Um, and it was the first spacecraft to ever break orbit of, of yeah. a body and go to a different one. Um, and it's because it has ion engines. It still has 40% of its fuel left. You know, it's... Um, their ion engines are exciting, but I don't think they're the solution to get us to Proxima Centauri. You're... We need things like nuclear-powered spacecraft. Um, things with a lot more power, because all that we get is like solar panels and uh, and RTGs right now. Mm. Um, so I think I think uh, getting over our fear of launching a bigger power source is one of the the things that we need to figure out. Now, Fusion would really help. Yes. Now, I want to take us to something that's not quite Star Citizen, but is still extremely related. Um, no Man's Sky. Never heard of it. It, it came out this week. There's been a ton of talk about it. Um, I'm not going to talk about whether it's good or not. Or There's a lot of things I'm not going to talk about. Um, I'll talk about those after Inside, because I'm going to stream some No Man's Sky after Inside the Verse. What I want to talk about is actually their procedural generation. Because as we know, Star Citizen is going to be procedurally generating planets. No Man's Sky procedurally generates planets. Um... Have any of you guys played it? No, not yet. Little bit. Little bit? Okay. I have watched a lot of gameplay for it. Uh, Brybase, yes, I will be doing a review of No Man's Sky. Um, <clears throat> here's the thing. No Man's Sky is really interesting. Uh, I'm, I'll go into more detail about why it's interesting another time. But when it comes to the planets, the planets are actually decently procedurally generated, even if there's not too much variety between them. My biggest problem, and the thing that Star Citizen has to not do, is when it comes to a planet, you've basically got two states. You're landed on the planet. As soon as you take off from the planet, you're sent like 20 50 kilometers into the air and you're stuck there you cannot fly near the planet's surface you're on the you're landed you're in midair or you're flying out of the planet out of the atmo and into space there is no close to planet flight I <sighs> Star Citizen can't do that. Uh Nakari, you've lost voice. Well, I'm just I was just saying that we already know they're not doing that. Yes. Um 
you know, their initial design right away was you can fly straight down to the planet's surface and land. There's no transition whatsoever. Yeah. Um, however, um, continue. No, it's just... I think the the interesting thing about No Man's Sky is lots and lots and lots of people have looked at Star Citizen and they've said, I don't want to support it, it's crowdfunded, I don't trust it, yada, yada, yada. And I think a lot of people looked to No Man's Sky and said, this game, with all the hype that it's getting, this does all the things that I want in a game. It lets it lets me do it lets me explore it lets me collect and trade and mine and kill and fight and everything, and I think its hype was built up way too much. I think it's still a good game that got too much hype for what it was worth. And it's and it, I think its big downfall is its price point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think, honestly, I really think that this is a time right now where everyone in the Star Citizen community has to kind of, we all have to sit down and think and slow down what we do and slow down our uh, ferocity, if you will, because there is a, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are looking for something that they didn't get in No Man's Sky. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to make them aware that, well, there's a game that'll do that for you. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, you know, I kind of feel bad for, for Hello Games because they, I think that they're, they set out to make this game and they were a little unsure about it. And they've even talked about that, how they were on the verge of canceling it. Um, but then it got such a good reception and then Sony jumped on board and Sony was funding it and I think it just kind of got out of hand on them um, and also I think once Sony was involved they couldn't push it back because they I think Sony, have a publisher I think Sony was the problem here having the publisher is kind of what killed them um, and they needed another year and about uh, and the game to be forty dollars instead of sixty. Yeah. Um, it's sad. It's kind of sad. I actually think it'll be a fine game, um, but not a great game. I kind of, I might just buy it and play it just for the hell of it. Here's the thing. I, I kind think... of, I kind of wish I could buy it at less, fifty percent off. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> so far, I, I've put maybe two or three hours into it. I think it's a fine game. I think it's. I think it is actually quite fun for what it is. Yeah, it's a well, fine a lot game. Of people went. A lot of people went into it thinking it was something it wasn't. A lot of people yeah. went yeah. into it thinking it was. A lot of people honestly seemed to go into it thinking it was Star Citizen. <laughs> Seriously, thinking there would be, you know extreme amounts of exploration and you know extreme variety and all the life and everything would be so different and unique and no it's basically spore mm -hmm. Speaking of and, that. Uh, um, a few weeks ago i was on um i was on uh a show called uh 
I was doing casting beef with uh, Shiver here, and uh, I talked about this exact same subject. Um, I my beef then was that I didn't think that No Man's Sky would be able to pull off their procedural generation to a satisfactory degree. It's not possible to have eighteen quintillion interesting planets. Yep. Um, it just doesn't work. The reason why Star Citizen is limited to 100 star systems is that they actually want to take time with the artists and build each planet. Um, even now, they're talking... Like, the procedural generation of Star Citizen is creating the actual body itself and mm -hmm. some of the features. But, like, they're when they were talking about creating the ecosystems... Um, they were talking about creating ecosystems that the designers and the artists can paint onto the surface that create these, you know, environments. Um, so each planet will be will be overseen by an artist and a technical designer. It's not this pure procedural generation which tends to output interesting, stale, yeah. stale and plain things that, you know, yeah, the first ten planets are interesting, but then all they're all the same after that. Right, because as good as procedural generation looks on paper, it, it's all down to patterns, and those patterns become very, very recognizable. I mean, look at Minecraft. Minecraft was cool at the beginning because it was like, oh man, look, all these unique things that happens. But, I mean, after a while, it was like, oh yeah, that's a cool mountain. The thing with Minecraft yeah. was it had the building. Right. The construction. And I honestly... Huge thing that no, no Man's Sky is missing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say if if No Man's Sky had a building aspect of some kind, it would probably be the next Minecraft. Yeah. Yep. It, it's I, I, and it's, it's one of the main things that's missing from that game. Honestly, it sounds like they've got really big plans to bring a lot of these kinds of things to the game in the future. Should have happened before release. It should have. Yeah. It's and it's really unfortunate. No, no, no. It's really unfortunate that they didn't get it to before release. And again, it's because they have a publisher. And I know that a lot of people are really angry at Star Citizen all the time for not having released yet. And I'm sorry, but you know what happens when you release early? You know what happens when you release before your game is done? Look at No Man's Sky. And Elite Dangerous. They're both the same. Yep. Elite Dangerous, the, it, it launched with nothing. And it's nothing slowly, it. slowly, yeah. slowly adding more of a game. But they, they added console support before they added an actual <clears throat> game to it. And not only that, but they also asked people for that extra content to make it actually a playable game. They asked people to pay another, yep. like, double the price. Yep. It's... It, I think it's really important that people understand that I don't think Elite Dangerous and No Man's Sky are bad games. They're just okay games. That's the, the difference think... is Star Citizen is trying to take the time to be a great game, not an okay game. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people went into No Man's Sky expecting, if I want to do combat, I expect combat to have as much depth as the crafting system, as much depth as this, and it's an exploration game. It's just sit back, look at the plot, well not sit back but it's not as survival as DayZ, it's not as crafty as Minecraft it's exploration focused and um, go there have a look now this the is actually, sorry go ahead problem with, with the biggest problem with No Man's Sky is that it, it it's only it's only redeeming feature is exploration and it's too repetitive 
people mm-hmm. people yeah. get sick and tired of it after they've visited their 10th planet. Now, this is actually um, something I literally just asked Nakara to look into and write it. Or not Nakara. God. Sorry, I looked up and saw Nakara. And, sorry, this is something I literally just talked to Shiver about writing an article about. Shiver, just leave me alone. Um, is exactly... You think about a 18 quintillion planet, you know, 18 quintillion procedurally generated planets, and you think, oh my god, there's so much to explore, the human race couldn't do it all in seven years, whatever. How much is there to explore in Star Citizen? And this is something that I've asked Shiver to to look into and write about, because, yeah, there aren't going to be that many planets, but... There's still They're what? Gonna be more six, interesting. There's going to be okay, a hundred, a hundred systems, at let's say an average of between four and six planets per system. I, the interesting thing with Star Citizen is they're actually going into the depth of having dwarf planets and asteroids and asteroid belts yep. and um, other phenomenon as well. Um, but even so, let's say you have a hundred, let's say there's five hundred planets. Yep. Nice round number. The entire surface of every planet is is explorable, but the biggest thing for me, and the biggest thing for Star Citizen, is that the space is big. Yeah. Um, space is not big in a lot of these games. They pers- they purposefully make it small, and I don't think that's a good thing. Um, Keep in mind, these... though, even in Star Citizen, space is scaled down. Space oh, yeah. is going to feel big in Star Citizen. It's just important to remember that in real life, space is really? 20 times bigger. Space is big. Yeah. Space really, is so big. really big. Like, the like, star system... Like Shiver's are... mom big. <laughs> they said their star systems and the star systems and star citizen are going to be about, um, what is it, 5 to 15, 5 to 15 AU, which it means 5 to 15 times the distance of the <laughs> Earth from the sun. Um, basically huge um and the thing is with things like jump points and with uh, with um comets and asteroid belts and radiation belts and nebulae and all that stuff you will need to go just venture out there and explore them and try and find stuff the biggest thing is with jump points and the thing that i really want them to do is i want them to not tell anybody they're there like the the un un um undiscovered ones and i want them to be hard to find where you have to go and look every you know um every nook and corner nick and cranny nook and cranny sorry of uh of the system and it will be this gigantic huge community event when you find one um and yeah when they add them to the game i want them to just not tell anyone they're there and it would create this incredible exploration gameplay yep i think so, uh, that's about all I had for pre-decided discussion topics this week. Um, I think it's time for questions. Any objections? No. Nope. Although I might jump in as I always do. Well, yeah, that's... I mean, I, I did want to mention one of the, the coolest things in No Man's Sky. 
is the procedural animal generation, like the weird spore creatures. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw it, but I posted a link to a gift that I found the other day of this giant monster that had little itty bitty bunny little tiny bunny fly wings. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just hovering off the ground. I loved that. Like, it doesn't. It it, it's not really like all the honestly so far all of the animals that i've seen kind of look the same but i haven't mm -hmm. seen many different planets but like that little butterfly thing is so cool the one complaint i do have about no man's sky actually though since i just i just remembered it is that i've visited four planets so far all four planets have had life mm. what happened what happened to dead planets that's also total total note here um, something important in Star Citizen, barren worlds need to be common. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they can still have interesting gameplay, but they don't need to have life. They should have, See, like, crazy, lies like... the challenge of barren planets. How do you make a barren planet different from another barren planet, from another one? Different, with, yeah, without different types of resources. Resources and geological features. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. In No Man's Sky, every single planet seems to have the same resources because you always need the same resources to get off it. Uh, let's go to questions. Brybase asks, uh, how do you think they'll manage so much dialogue for NPCs? An army of voice actors modulating voices in post-production, text in some places to cut it down? Um, an army of voice actors. That's how uh, CD Projekt Red did it. I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think actually a long time ago... There will be a lot of NPCs with an army of voice actors and lots of that stuff. Will I mean, you'll probably start hearing the same voice actors over and over again. But when you take jobs from like a job board, lots of the jobs I think are text only. I think they... Yeah. So... There's a few ways around it as well. If you've got can... job things, you can have a text-to-speech program pretending to be a computer voice and therefore yeah. you don't need to record new lines of dialogue. Right. Or they could go the Gearbox software route and just have people that work at the company do a few lines here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah, from from what I heard of with CD Projekt Red, they had... They basically, just over the whole life of the, the development, they just had tons of voice actors. They would just hire people to come in and read a few lines and here and there, and you just end up with this gigantic library. And I I think that's one of the ways to go and then i also think shiver's idea is good yeah and I, uh the third idea i think is good is to have um because a lot of the jobs will just be on a job board and will be provided in that manner that's perfectly fine it just sucks when you have an you go and talk to an npc and his mouth is moving and all that comes up is text yeah <laughs> Uh, Tilu asks, uh, do you think we'll find handcrafted places made by artists on planets years after the release yeah yeah, and I think, um, well, maybe not necessarily that we'll find ones made originally years after release. I think there will be a lot of little, like, tidbits added. But I think the, the important thing to remember is Star Citizen is not, it's not like it's going to stagnate after release. The entire plan mm -hmm. is for it to release and for CIG to continue adding content. So yeah, I think three years after release, there will be a new thing added on this place that you've never been before, and you scan for it and find it, right? And I feel like if they gave us all, uh, like, everything out of the gate, that it wouldn't take very long for everybody to discover pretty much everything, because, you know, we've got, you know, almost a million different people 
and they all go in different directions. Yeah. It's not like they're yeah, it's um everyone and their dog's got a carrot to go exploring in, so <laughs> they're gonna provide for that. They're uh they've already talked about having um exploration content will scale to the explorers and we will constantly replenish. Yep. Um, don't forget the plan with jump points, which was a really good idea of it's not just so much you discover it, you've discovered it for like a month and then it it becomes unstable and it's moved mm. and you've got to find it again. That was quite a good idea to repeat the content in that way. Yeah. It's a living thing, right? It needs mm. to be it needs to be replotted again and and in some cases it even it will even move, yeah. Um and you're like you're gonna have that great moment where you fly to the same place that it's always been, and you're like, "Where the hell?" Yep. Zeus uh, <laughs> Anoxia asks, "How do you feel the introduction of Star Marine will affect how many people actively play in the universe?" It won't. It will. Um, I I don't. My reason, that, my reason for that is that I don't think the game is stable enough, unless it is in Star Marine. I mean, it is in Arena Commander, but um, I think stability is a big issue. I think stability is a big issue, but like I don't really play Star Citizen much right now because I'm not one for ship fighting. I am not mm. a good pilot. Even even thinking back to things like Freelancer, I would I was a trader. I'd you know I'd get cargo and fly it to the next. That's what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I don't really like. I don't play Arena Commander because. I mean, and Shiver can attest to this. I suck. I I suck. But put me in an FPS. Oh yeah, I I can't wait till Star Marine hits. I'll, I can. I'll, I'll pretty much be playing Star Marine yeah. all the time. Uh, and um, and I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends actually, who bought in on Star Citizen. Like I've got a friend who bought in the same time as me during the Kickstarter. Hasn't paid any attention to the game since. And he's also going to start playing once Star Marine comes because he likes first-person shooters as well. Like that's, yeah. Yep. It'll be um. Actually, I like the idea of Star Marine too because if they can narrow down the experience enough that they can make it stable, like a, like Arena Commander is mostly stable. Um, it would be a good gameplay experience. Crusader is yep. a bit of a problem because people go into it and they try and do something and the, and the game crashes. Yeah, all the time. Yep. Um, just trying to get in and grow. But. Uh, yeah, it's very difficult. Um, shall we continue yeah. on with... Haze07 asks, how much larger do you think CIG's studio staff will get? Um, they're scaling the staff to, the, to their income, um, so it won't grow much larger than it is, I don't think, um, unless their income significantly increases. What I think they're kind of relying on here, and it's going to be an interesting thing to see, I think they're going to push Star, uh, to, sorry, push Squadron Forty Two really hard. I think they're going to launch it like you would launch a normal AAA um, AAA game. Yeah, and they're going to use the proceeds of that to expand their PU team um, because they do need. They've already said before they need to hire an army of technical artists to build out these planets. Yep. Um, and so, you know. I think if they make $50 million off of Squadron 42, it will really help. Yeah. Uh, Zeus Anoxia asks, Hopefully we should be able to buy ships with Alpha UEC not too long from now. When this is implemented, should we be able to use Alpha UEC to purchase limited sail ships like the Super Hornet, M50, and Vanguard? 
And um, if CIG refuses to let us buy limited ships with AUAC, will this bring back pay-to-win discussions? Uh, uh, everything CIG does will bring back pay-to-win discussions because people are dumb, and that's literally the only thing they ever discuss. Period. I hope <laughs> people understand that people are going to freak out when... Because they, they, they wipe Alpha UEC and all the purchases made with it all the yeah. time. People got to understand that that's happening because they're going to buy it. They're going to go and like grind for 100,000 Alpha UEC and then buy a Vanguard and then three days later it's going to get wiped. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got slightly perturbed because I had saved up for a uh, all the weapons. I bought all the weapons. I bought a new <laughs> spacesuit. And a couple days later, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get on and play it. It was all wiped. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You have to keep it in mind that anything you do is just sort of temporary until we get to beta at least. Yep. Um, Which, honestly, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, mm -hmm. people can, can say pay to win, but there's no winning yet. Exactly. Well, and there, honestly, I, I firmly believe in Star Citizen. There's never really winning. Yeah. Um, which is part of one of the reasons the discussion is kind of moot because. How do you, you, how do you, you win? There, there are people in Star Citizen who will play Star Citizen who really. Their, their deepest desire is to be the best Aurora pilot in the verse. And it will cost them $45 to buy the game and they will never buy another ship. They'll never need another ship. And then you have people Ships are like. Very specialized. Yeah, and then you they have the, every ship has its own use, and some person might only ever want to use that ship. Then you I have mean, people the like Jake, the mom... whose goal is to well, own every ship. Yeah, I know, I know a few thing. people like that. Yeah, there's a lot of well, them. If the theory is the more money you pay for a ship, then you've won the game. Does that mean that Holly um, owners have won the game? No, of course not. Because I mean, like this Vanguard, which is cheaper, is going to blow that up. I don't care yeah, about how much money I spend. My goal in the game isn't even to be the best pilot at anything. I want to, you know, continue INN. That's that's my in-game goal at this point, right? So I there is no just, winning. Just seeing Harris putting around in his little news van reliant. Yeah. Well, no, my no, endeavor, I mean, because my endeavor is going to turn into a news base with... Nice. Reliance that I can send out, and they will bring me nice. the news, and I will distribute. I like <laughs> we'll this giant, we'll this gigantic, be like the architect uh... in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah, he's gonna just or be that, by TV. Or, or that guy in Mass Effect. Or um, or the uh, what's his name in uh, in Serenity. Um, yes. That yeah, you know what guy, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Tilu asks, new commercial promoting Star Marine and 2.6 at Gamescom? Am I the only one missing ships commercials? You are not the only one missing ships commercials, uh, but there won't be a ships commercial until the tally ship commercial, and that probably won't be done until all the cinematics for Squadron 42 are done, because Squadron 42 cinematics take precedent. The older ships commercials were actually done in order to start training up the cinematics team so that they could do the cinematics for Squadron 42. Um, by the way, we, do miss we, haven't, we haven't mentioned this at all in this show. Um, first of all, I want to say how amazing um, the new uh, F7A looks. Yes. And so, uh, yes. how great a job Chris Smith did on it. Um, and I, 
that like few seconds we get at the end with two F7A Mark IIs flying over a procedural planet, and then there's the Anvil logo, and I'm like, I want another 60 seconds of that, yeah. please. <laughs> the, the F7A Mark II is not on my least favorite ship list. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Black Cobalt 001 asks, will ship designs change based on race, or will CIG keep, keep the same human ship designs? Uh, different alien races already have different ships. There's the Banu Merchantmen, there's the the various uh, Vandul, the Jean Scythe Cartual. and the Blade, there's the Jean Cartual. We're going to be getting the Tavaran Prowler soon. Uh, there's actually a whole... Reliance a hybrid. Yeah, the Reliance mm -hmm. a hybrid. Technically, the Freelancer is also a hybrid. It uses uh, Xeon the technology MIS. as well. Uh, actually, basically all MISC ships yeah. are, are, are partial hybrids. Um, also... Um, we have seen some shots also of the, the Xi'an cargo vessel, which is just enormous. Yes. Um, like, unimaginably large. Uh, Brybase asks, anyone in PTU, what do you think of the Reliant? I like I love it. it. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I can't complain. I Enjoy have not downloaded PTU yet because I have to work on a No Man's Sky review. I, uh, I was I trying to find... I PTU and then it gets patched. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually really like the updated visuals in uh, in um, 2.5, but they need to tone down the bloom a little bit. Not, a, yep. not I don't want it to go away because I like the effect, but it's just too much right now. I uh, I talked about this a little bit this morning on, on uh, the base, but have you been in the, the uh, troop transport Argo yet? No. Oh, the floor lights. The floor lights are blinding. <laughs> Really? so blinding yeah <laughs> the bloom goes crazy yeah yeah um but actually uh, overall when you're in the game it looks mm -hmm. significantly better after this patch um and the frame rate didn't completely tank so you know that's nice so doom centurion asks so what do you make of the comments about potentially keeping something from squadron 42 uh, will good Squadron 42 ending let you keep the F7A? Nope. nope. I hope not. Uh, you, will, you will not... Your ship... You'll get a you... model of the ship at the end. <laughs> you saved the, dream, you saved humanity. Here's a model. Uh, well, actually, they've answered this question before. Mm -hmm. They've said, you know, okay, you go join the army. Do they let you keep a tank at the end? Yeah. No. What um, you might get, and not necessarily for doing a good ending, but you, what you might get is contacts. People that you mm. know from Squadron 42 that you can go and talk to after, and maybe you can do some illicit deals with them for something, but you're not going to leave with a Hornet. It, Sorry. It, they've opened up a lot of possibilities to encourage people to get the citizenship, or at least have the ex-military experience because you could have options when you go to a shop and say you know if you haven't been in the military you can't get this semi-automatic nine millimeter plasma rifle you can only have totally. the you could only have this one with an orange tip that fires bb guns <laughs> sorry a new beer appeared in front of me because i have the best girlfriend ever and she brings me beer during streams she's pretty cool yeah uh, Zeus Anoxia asks, at what point in development do you expect CIG to redirect most income from game sales to develop, uh, to direct most income from game sales from development to profit? 
Uh, never. No. Um, they will keep... I mean, the, the, the nice thing with the way they've built the the game, they have 120-some-odd million dollars. Um, they haven't had to take on much or any debt. I think there's probably some, but most of it's just, um, uh, you know, complicated financials of a, of a large company. Um, they don't have a significant amount of debt. I think that their base, their goal basically is to keep the company um, at... Uh, Do they have show, you know, shareholders or anything? Balance. No. no. Yeah, so... Company. They're completely private. They just have to keep the company at, like, literally an even balance sheet. Um, they're worried that's about what they will do. They're worried about getting people paid, not about making yeah. profit. They're really interested in having a, a games company that has 300 employees. That's yeah. what they're interested in doing. Um, that doesn't go under. Yeah. <laughs> and that keeps that for decades. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like they're they're talking about Star Citizen as a twenty year project. Like this is not the reason it takes so long is it's not a, a thing that you play for two weeks and then you never touch again. You know? Yeah. It's much more like World of Warcraft, where a lot of players like me and like some of my good friends have been playing since two thousand four, and like I don't play it all the time, but you know once a year. I'll go and play it for a couple months and or once every two years and I'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. And maybe it'll be more frequent than that, but you know what I mean? Like the, the game will go on and we'll have lots of people playing it for many, many, many years. Yeah. Uh, Doom Centurion question on the subject of bloom and glare. Why don't they implement visor darkening for helmets? That'd be cool. I also think <laughs> that they, we need, we need some sliders in our graphics menu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just they're playing around with visual effects, right? I don't care. They, they, it looks it looks better than it did before. The next patch, it will look better than it does now. Keep in mind, turn off motion blur. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, the things we're seeing in verse right now still aren't seemingly up to the fidelity that they want. Because if you look at the uh, the Idris, the downed Idris from last week, the week before, yeah, that wasn't even at the visual fidelity that they want in the game and we're not seeing that in the verse yet so there's a lot more visual fidelity to come but lots of that is i mean lots of that is post it's after stuff which means that it's going to wait until after they you know the only fix thing the is engine they need to have all of that stuff in place for Squadron 42. Yes. So yeah. you're going to see a lot of it start to come online. And the reason it's coming online now is they have to launch a finished game in six months. Yep. Uh, we've actually run out of questions now. So I'm going to go get my whip and start hitting people until you ask some more questions. Uh, in the meantime... Um... I was unaware it was that sort of show. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. Coming straight to your house, Shiver. Sure. Do you want me to go grab some stuff out of the Carpathia? <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to mention is that I'm really excited for Christmas to redo the 300 series. I think it's... Um, yeah. The 300 of the least, it. It's the least touched of all the ships, and I think that it is one of the coolest ships in the, in the game. I have um, always... and wait. E Even with all of the ships I have, and I've got quite a few ships... Um, 
I still want a 315p. I have always wanted a 315p. I'm always going to want a 315p. It was uh, the first. It was the first ship I ever bought, and it is still one of my favorite ships because it is so awesome. I love it, and I can't yeah, wait I, for it to get some love. Yeah, when I bought into Star Citizen, it was between the Hornet and one of the 300 series, and I ended up going the Hornet. But <laughs> I, there's, I mean, I want to go into this game for exploration, for mining, for salvage, for you know trading and stuff, and the 315P just looks like the I want to go off on my own and explore, and this is what I want to do it in. This little mm. tiny, just sleek and fast and pew. On a toilet. You can just Anything stick your butt out the door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just go out the window. Uh. Uh, another question. So, we've actually got a few. Haze07 asks, does INN have their own org, and what is it called? We do have an org. It's called INN, but we're not going to be doing much with the org until there's more to do with orgs. Uh, right now, we haven't we've, even added me to it. Yeah, we, we, we have a news site to run. Orgs will deal with that. Oh, they approve it's far, it. It's far as... As far as I'm concerned, the INN org will always be, and I apologize for anyone who'd like to join it, but uh, the INN org will always be just staff. Yep. If you want um, to join INN and write for INN, yes. then you can be part of the org, but... Can I join and not do any writing? No. You could try the transcription team. Led by <laughs> Canadian Syrup, Sunjammer, Stormy, Next, Desmarius helps out, and they do Silence some hard and butter work. Silence sometimes helps out. Eris helps out sometimes. I do the I do reverse the verse. There's always more people are really needed. Yes, we always need more for the transcription team. I just like hanging out and stealing all your guys' snacks. I don't have any snacks. I just have beer. Brybase asks, can you tell us about INN's Gamescom coverage? What's the plan? I actually can tell you a little bit about INN's Gamescom coverage. Now, as you know, Gamescom starts on Wednesday. We do actually have a contributor that will be on the floor. Uh, he's someone that just joined up to INN, essentially because he's going to Gamescom and can cover it for us. Uh, his name is Des Owl. Um, so he will be doing live floor coverage. At the same time, Mr. Schiffer Bathory and Mr. Nixt will be, uh, you know, watching all of the live streams to make sure that if anything is covered that they will be posting it up on INN. We're probably going to have a stickied post for all content Gamescom. So everything Gamescom will go into this one post and it'll kind of be, you know, added on to as we go. Um, for the Friday party show... Uh, right now, our plan is to, on this very same channel, have a pre-stream and have basically an hour pre-stream where we talk about, you know, the week and what we hope to see during the show and just chat and dick around, because why not? Then we will likely host the official stream so that you don't have to go into the official CIG Twitch, which is, you know, hounded by 10,000 people and you can't say anything, come in 
to our Twitch chat, hang out, and then we will have a post stream where we talk about the stuff that happened. Uh, of course, at the end of every day, Des Owl will have write-ups with any interviews and things he manages to see or hear or whatever. Uh, there. Did I miss anything, Shiver? I think you got everything. I've got a question. You know the INN org? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you spell that? No idea. Okay. I think there's an I and two N's. <laughs> What's the order? Uh, N N I. Uh, N N I. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brybase. N N I N. Brybase asks. Network, network Imperial News. Yeah. No, Nine Inch Nails, man. Yeah, oh, well, Nitro said. Network so, Imperials. Uh, Brybase <laughs> asks, what do you make of the new landing scheme in 2.5? I haven't uh, got to try it yet. And neither have I. Haven't tried it yet. I got, I got close to uh, Grim Hex and somebody shot me and killed me. <laughs> I, I got close to a station and I crashed. <laughs> like, the game crashed. Uh, our holiday asks, do you believe it's physically possible to achieve overkill in Star Citizen? Example, taking three Idri, I'm calling them Idri, uh, to capture a bounty target. I do believe it's overkill. Uh, but that's take, the best kind of kill. Take a Bengal and use its railgun to destroy an Aurora. That is the definition yes. of overkill. Yes. And it will happen yes. because of test. Yep. And there will be video of it because of test. Yep. Yes. So, we actually have a question from one of our staff. Yes. Stormy Winters. She asks, what motherships would an Argo fit into? Uh, what are these fitting questions? We Idris. don't know. Because CIG uh, haven't told us. One. So the, the Idris, certainly. Um, and the Javelin, I it, think? It'll be in the Javelin, it'll yes. be in the Bengal, all the capital ships, but it would probably also fit I, I think some first thing somebody's going to try is to fit an Argo into a Caterpillar. Uh, um, yeah. Go with the or a Starfarer. It would almost definitely fit yeah. in an Endeavor. It doesn't fit in the Starfarer. It doesn't fit in the Starfarer? No, no, people I've have tried. People try. um, the it, Polaris, it definitely would fit into, I think. So any of the capital ships... Um, it would fit in an Endeavor because an Endeavor fits almost everything. Doesn't it um, fit like two um, uh, Cutlasses? Yeah, cutlass yeah. yeah, it should be just fine in an Endeavor as well. It's big enough. Um, I'm a little surprised it doesn't fit through the doorway of the Starfarer. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they can fit inside the Caterpillar. I think the oil tanks that are right by the door are too close to each other. So uh, it yeah. can't get like up and the, the engines get stuck on the tanks. Now, here's okay. something I want to mention that doesn't really have to do with INN. Um, CIG, Robert Space Industries, whatever, they've recently revamped their Friday newsletter. Now, if you ignored their Friday newsletter forever because their Friday newsletter used to suck, then good on you because their Friday newsletter used to suck. But their new Friday newsletter is actually really good, and it includes new stink peaks. Now, remember in Wait. the... What? There, there was a Friday newsletter? Yes, there are Friday... You can sign up for a Friday newsletter on over on robertspaceindustries.com. Um, and if you remember back to Around the Verse, the previous season of Around the Verse, they do, like, the sneak peek was an image. That image sneak peek is now in this newsletter, and this week's is an in-game render of the dragonfly, and it looks saucy. Facebook. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks good. 
So I would suggest you sign up for that newsletter because it's good now. That's yeah. what I'm trying exactly. to say. And I know that I say this basically every time I do a transcript and at the top of all of our transcripts and all the time, but uh, watch their shows. If you read INN transcripts for Around the Verse, Reverse, Reverse and stuff, that's great. We love you for it, but honestly watch the shows because the shows do a much better job of explaining what's actually going on than we do. I was a bit sad that like the new uh, ATV format is like produces shorter episodes, but it honestly feels like they have a lot more information packed in there. And the Tons episodes more. feel like they go on for a lot longer. And I've been enjoying them over the last couple of weeks. I, I feel the same about the reverse of verse, actually. I really, really miss... I really miss uh, listening to and getting to watch the community team hang out. Because, honestly, they're a bunch of hilarious people and I love them all. Um, but, man, reverse the verse gets good info now. Mm. It's... It's it's a trade-off that I'm actually really, really sad that they had to make because I miss seeing the people because I feel like we've seen a lot of people come and go from Star Citizen and I feel like lots of the people that are there are there because they love the game and they love what they're doing. And that's just fun to see. It's fun to see people working on something that you're passionate about and see that they actually enjoy each other's company. It's yeah. Yeah. You mean actual like real people work at CIG? No, no, they're all drones. They're all doctors. Like Three hundred of them. Actually, it was pretty interesting to see that they're expanding the found, uh, Frankfurt office. Um, they keep expanding. Isn't that increasing by twenty-five, fifty percent? Yeah, about. That's... About 50% increase in staff there. Um, it's almost like those Germans awesome. do good work. It's almost well, it's like that. It's very interesting, though, don't you think? Because they are concentrating on the engine, and they need some more staff, so... What the hell um, are they doing to that engine? They're, well, one of the things we know they're doing that they haven't talked a lot about recently, but they're actually completely refactoring CryEngine to be not only... DirectX 12 and Vulkan compatible, but to utilize DirectX 12 and Vulkan to their to the highest extent possible for a game engine. Yeah, they are rewriting the renderer in in CryEngine, which is a huge job. Um, CryEngine is big. Was not built for what Star Citizen is doing. Period. Nope. It, it was works built really well as a. It works really well as a base, but they have had to build a lot onto it. That's why it's now called Star Engine. In the community, yes. In the community, yes, but... Yeah. Still still not a single new question, which is disappointing. We're disappointed in you. Um, yeah. <laughs> we need more questions. Everyone in chat's um, all talking to each other like I care what I've they're talking one. about. What's your question, <laughs> Shiver? Nitro, what are you hoping to do in the verse? That's a good question, Shiver. Well, Thank you. I want to uh, I want to fix ships, like you know there there are those people that want to collect every ship and own every ship. I want to be I want to learn each ship inside and out. I want to be able to be like oh that's a that's a you know reliant that means that the engine needs this kind of uh, power converter whatever thing because I mean right now we don't really have that kind of information because no sort of engineering is implemented yet. But engineering is like the thing I'm looking forward to the most. 
ship or setting up shop on planet? Um, I actually own an Endeavor, and it's going to be my floating, uh, traveling repair shop slash tune-up shop. Uh, I've got the Super Collider tuning ring, uh, along with the underslung, uh, hanger, so... I think you can get cream for that. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Red Ghost 9 asks, how do you think NBC NPC conversations will be handled? We kind of got a brief look at that, didn't we? It's got that, uh, it's called the, it's called the inner thought system, and basically when you walk up to something or someone a little, just in, like, midair, with no text box or anything, just in midair, the options for what you want to say to them are basically displays as, displayed as thoughts in your head, and you can select which one you go with. Um, that's how it's handled. If you've ever played Wing Commander 4, it's exactly the same. <laughs> And it doesn't just it include it doesn't just include <laughs> conversation well, it, it thoughts, does. right? It's it supposed to include it, actions as well, like oh, yeah, throw water on a person. System. Yeah, that, the, Wherever, I mean, mm -hmm. that that we saw was just a placeholder. It's got to be just a placeholder. Um, what um, what I wanted to mention was that uh, yeah, you it not only will be the entire conversation system with NPCs, it will also be your interaction system with everything in the game. Yeah. Um, it, that, that use button will eventually oh, God, go away and be replaced with it's supposed to go useful. away soon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, they've yes, been talking about it for a while. When soon is, I'm not really sure. I would say 2. probably 2.7. 7. Yeah, I'd and say 2.7. The thing I'm surprised more people don't talk about is, like, in that same video where we got to preview uh, the interaction system and stuff like that the the window being shot at and then broken and then the air being depressurized and everything being sucked towards the wall before the emergency blast door closed i'm surprised more people haven't talked about that it's like, so that's good really cool yeah yeah it's um, it, and they've no, said they were saying this in in conjunction with the idris thing and it's something that no one really I don't think anyone realizes the extent of what they're doing there in that, like, with you'll have a puncture in a window somewhere and everything in the room will be drawn towards that puncture. That's, that's not insignificant. No games really do that, because... And it wasn't like most video games where it's like, oh, I shot a window and it immediately shattered. Yeah. No, it was more like I shot the window, it cracked, and then we sat there for a few seconds and we heard it starting to crack more and more and then finally it broke and depressurized. Yeah. They're doing and amazing stuff. You know all the, the that whole volumetric particle system that they talked about with the crashed Idris on yeah. the planet? All of that smoke and all of the steam and all of that are actual particles in the air and if you depressurize an area through like a crack or something everything will get sucked towards that even all those little particles of smoke and everything and that's so you're gonna get cool. some incredible you're gonna get some incredible um scenes in uh derelict yeah um mm -hmm. spacecraft just taking a lot yeah. of like things that i've only ever seen armor do yeah and mm -hmm. move it up a notch move you know, it to something playable to Basically, Arma takes has really good ideas, but they're super rough. Yes. Um, and Star Citizen is a type of game that can take that same idea and polish it. Because yeah. Um. Uh. So I want to move on to the, we got uh, quite a few questions, so I want to start answering some of them before we're done. 
Eddie the Gamer Ghoul says, what will you produce for news when the PU starts up? What goals and such? Uh, honestly, the goals are a lot of just keep people abreast of the big things happening in the verse. We're going to have reporters covering uh, Operation Pitchfork, for example. You know, on the front lines. sign up for that. You do. Everyone does. Everyone should sign up for Operation Pitchfork. This is an advertisement for Operation Pitchfork. But, you know, covering Operation Pitchfork, covering, you know... You know, we want to be there when Test crashes a Bengal into a sun. And if there's no yeah, news, totally. we'll make it up. Yes. Man, can you imagine the community's <laughs> outrage when one of the most ridiculously <laughs> difficult ships to get in the game... They're just like, eh, we'll crash into the star. But but that's what we want to film. That's what we want to be there and cover, because that's hilarious. It's like those people that go out and buy, like, the new iPads the day they and come out. And then smash them. Just to smash them. Yep. yep. Just to smash them with the sledgehammer. I like Test for that very reason. Uh, uh, Black Cobalt 001, question. How much freedom will be given to players interacting with planets compared to freedom in space? I think planets, but not sure. Uh, I don't really know. Technically, on the tech, well, on the technical side, there's no reason there should be any invisible walls on a procedure-generated planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There I don't think be, that, no, there won't be walls anywhere, really. The only Unless thing it's a city is, planet. I think that on city planets, they're gonna have some artificial control over what you can do, because it just it gets too messy. Um, mm -hmm. I think what they're gonna do is have an in-lore reason why you can only land in certain spots. Um, like, Art Corp controls their airspace and it only lets you uh, land automatically on these platforms. Um, just, it's way too difficult to do a factory or a city planet that is completely procedural and you can go anywhere. It would be a vast, vast playing area because you're dealing with a third dimension as well as just yeah. the planet's surface. Exactly. So. It's just not... I think those planets they're going to have to treat differently, but a planet, for example, like... Like Microtech is a good example. Most of the service is barren, but it has, uh, but it has, you know, like research stations and stuff on it. That can be a completely procedural world, and you can like venture on foot if you want from research station to research station. Yeah. Uh, Zeus Anoxia has one that we kind of just touched on. How do you think CIG will deal with collisions of large capital-sized ships with other stationary objects like space stations and comrades? Imagine ships like an Idris colliding with a port, an Idris crashing into Port Olisar. Yeah, we. I want to see Port Olisar move. Yeah. I have. Really cool. I have a feeling they'd both break. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I'd be very curious to see if you'll be able to destroy. I don't think you'll be able to destroy those kind of installations because it's just you, not. You might not be allowed yeah, because they, it's. It breaks it's the game. game breaking. Yeah. You might yeah. be able to with some that are further out of the frontier, but I suppose otherwise, you what would be stopping someone with their address or whatever going to shoot in, in the persistent universe? Force field. Mm -hmm. Just, just like they, there are certain things that they've already said game that magic. they're gonna have to gamify. Mm -hmm. They can't really get around. I mean, sound in space—that is game, right? There shouldn't be sound in space, but there is because. It, makes it a better game so there there are things like that that it's just not going to make sense to allow you to crash an interest into it speaking of which i'm going to give a quick shout out here everything we've heard from the sound in star citizen has been incredible
incredible, including the music. Actually, Huge I want to, to I want to I want to give an apology here to all of the sound teams entirely. Um, often in things like the monthly reports and stuff, we basically skip the sound design reports because the stuff they're talking about is so technical and so detailed that we can't really summarize it well. Uh, and I apologize for that because their work is immensely important. It just doesn't read well. Uh, our holiday... Because I, I, I did put... I did actually summarize part of one of the audio sections in the most recent one. Yeah. And honestly, you end up almost copying exactly what they're saying you, you because can't, there's you no can't way summarize to it. condense it. Yep. You can't condense it at all. Uh, our holiday asks, on what scale do you think base building will be? A tiny outpost with some storage, a large fortress to base out of with dozens of pads, pre-made buildings to capture, pre-fab construction, etc. Pre-made buildings to capture at the start? Um... Sorry if I jumped on that, uh, That's but good. I had an answer immediately. Um, they've already said long-term they want to do some pretty significant things if they get the time and the resources, um, like uh, allowing players to colonize worlds and stuff. Um, yep. But uh, I think that the initial thing will be we'll be able to capture some bases. Yeah, because, I mean, the way they build stations and stuff like that now is it's all, like, it's sections that yeah. they can kind of just put together. It wouldn't surprise me if later on you see something along the lines of, I don't know, space engineers where you're on a planet and you take these pre-fabricated sections and they slot together and then you just kind of take materials and build them up. Yeah. yeah, and I can see, like, you have to manufacture each of those sections, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can transport them to the planet and then build something, and it can be this huge org project. I could definitely see mm -hmm. that happening, yeah. Uh, so one last <clears throat> question before we'll start to run down here. Uh, Carbide Edge asks, uh, are you guys going to try and provide live coverage of Operation Pitchfork? Yes. I'll be there. We, we are going to try and provide live coverage. Uh, we'll, I mean, I'm sure dozens of people will stream it, um, we're going to have to wait and see what kind of tools are offered in-game for this. But, yeah, we're going to cover it, whether it's, you know, even even to the point of just covering all of the streamers that will be covering it, covering the ways you can watch it. We're, we're going to cover it somehow. We'll probably write articles about, you know, the effect that it has on the game. We're going we're to do something. Um, I'm going to be a part of it. Um, I'm going to be trying to... I think at least a few of us will, will have our reliance. We'll do some recording yep. of the events. Um, we'll do everything we can. Uh, we're not really sure what journalism is going like, to look like in the game, but we'll do everything that we are capable of doing. There's a reason we're keeping things kind of small right now, is we just don't know what INN is going to need in the game. Or be. It's, it's not built yet. Nope. And it's... I have to say, it was, um, it, I don't know if we were specifically thought of or just, it was a general thing for the community, but, uh, having a news van ship that is uh, the same, well, and the, the Reliant is our colors. Shiver, do you um, want to weigh in on this, cool. on the colors? <laughs> we went for a tour in, uh, Manchester, the first thing that... We were asked, was, so what do you think of the Reliant? It's in INM blue. 
<laughs> the Reliant is INN blue. Uh, so thank you, CIG, for that because it actually awesome. it actually means a hell of a lot. It's uh, and that there is a news event in the game like that yeah. is like that might actually allow us to do what we've wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I want to say it wasn't just us. I mean, we've become the largest people that do it, but uh, uh, it's a big community. It, it, it's a big community, but I mean, Citizen Star did it before us, and like lots of people have done this before. Uh, we've just been the longest around, but it's um, yeah. And there'll be other there'll be other news organizations. The game oh, yeah. going to be huge. The game is going to be huge. We will do the best we can to cover our bit of it. Yep. Um, so with that, we're coming to just about the end. Uh, Shiver, what do you got coming up this week? Uh, Gamescom stuff. That would be next and I. We are starting that Wednesday. With the, Is it Wednesday the stream start? It, Wednesday. And keep and an so eye out for all of uh, Des Owl's coverage as well. Uh, the party is the Friday, Friday. night. We'll yep. be covering the live stream of that with a live blog as well. That'll be up on imperialnews.network. In addition to that, it's the usual postcard from the Event Horizon with my friend Nitro, wherever he is. We do the funnies. That's midnight Thursday or however you want to look at it. Let's call it 2300 UTC Wednesday at mm -hmm. base.sc. Uh, Mr. Nakara? And, uh, I quite enjoy being part of that show. Um... Working on some long-term projects. Um, I'm really itching to get some articles written. I have one percolating in my head, but I think I'm going to wait till after Gamescom. Um, basically, I would like to, since we haven't done this in a long time, I would like to talk about the state of the game. Yes, that'd probably good. be a pretty long, probably be a pretty long article. Um, I might write that in my my narcotic-fueled haze after surgery. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone gives some good wishes out to Nakara for his upcoming surgery too. Oh, thank you. Which it's, we'll let uh, you know when it happens. But yeah, break a leg, not literally though. <laughs> Fix your legs, please. Really, su really suck to break a leg before <laughs> surgery. Yes, or after surgery. Uh, surgery. Uh, what happened? How about you, Nitro? <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I do the Spartan Hour, uh, and I think it's called the Spartan Hour and a bit now because I always go longer than an hour. I think my show was two hours today um, <laughs> on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern and uh, 3 o'clock uh, UTC. I think that's about right. Um, and uh, we just play music and, and talk about Star Citizen news, uh, graciously provided by you guys to help kind of go over it. I've been filling in... Uh, uh, the Friday night show news slot a bit while the Friday night show's been gone. So, um, and then of course I do postcards with uh, Shiver on Wednesdays, which is always a lot of fun. And Nakara, when he wears his nice pretty dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm there with my beard and my dress. Yep. We had Eris as the inflatable co pilot. Mm -hmm. I am an inflatable co pilot. I'm sad. It's a good one. Yeah. There's actually a question for you in chat there, Shiver. There is no podcast download, but it is repeated after the Star Citizen base roundtable, which is Sundays. Which is I still haven't been on. UTC that starts. I should be on that someday. I remember. You should be on that actually. I should. Uh, so with that, we are. Uh, we're. I mean, I guess we're done for the week. 
that's that's inside the verse. Um, if any of you want to watch some No Man's Sky, uh, I will be back on this channel in ooh, five or ten minutes as soon as I can figure out how to switch over to playing a game and streaming at the same time because I'm bad at this because it's still budget edition. Um, yeah, I will be streaming some No Man's Sky. I'm actually going to be restarting the game for anyone that would like to see what the actual game is like. I'm going to do that and uh, come hang out. I'm going to stream that for an hour or so, maybe two, maybe three, maybe five, maybe 12, maybe 127. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, so everyone that came out and hang out and ask questions, thanks. And uh, we'll see you all in the verse. Thank you all. See you, you around the verse. <laughs> Wait, that's not our line. It's not. <laughs> Later, Inside everyone. Inside the verse. <laughs> we'll see you somewhere. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>